Welcome to the Good Time Podcast. Uh, we are grateful uh, that you all are tuned in and sharing with us. Um, I am excited uh, about to today's episode or today's podcast. I have a very special guest with me in the person of, well, I'll let her introduce herself. Introduce yourself. Great evening, podcast world. My name is Lita Paramore. I am so excited to be here. Um, the podcast world is really foreign to me, really new to me. So uh, work with me as I try to get through this. So I, I, I wanted to, to have you come share uh, on this particular podcast uh, because I wanted to talk about being a couple in ministry and perhaps share with people um, our journey in, in hopes that it could uh, could help them navigate some of the things that they're going through. And while we started a long time ago, I think we started this 33 years ago, 32 years ago, um, I still think we can offer some things. Uh, in a nutshell, how do you feel or how does it feel or how did you feel about being what they called back then a first lady uh, before you became a uh, a senior pastor at a church. How were you feeling when we first went to Shiloh Baptist Church in our early 20s and we were responsible for people and you were the first lady? Well, believe it or not, when I was a little girl, um, I was with my Aunt Gail, who has since gone on to be with the Lord, but we were picking up my older sister from work and we were talking, <coughs> excuse me, and she asked me, what did I want to be when I grew up? And I told her I wanted to be a first lady. So you prayed for me? Not necessarily for you, <laughs> um, for the position. And um, she was in ministry and she was like, really? And I told her, yes, I wanted to be a first lady. And she was like, I've never known anybody who wanted to be one. <laughs> So I told her that's what I wanted to be. Wow. So that was something I wanted to be since I was a little girl. Um, but back then when we first got the position, um, being so young, um, Brittany was only, our daughter was only three months old. Mm. Mm. So I was very, uh, very scared. Um, we had never, we were young. We had never did it before. Um, Shiloh was a very traditional mm -hmm. church. It had a lot of older members. Mm -hmm. um, they were very, as we would like to call, strict mm -hmm. Baptists. And so it was very um, intimidating. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say they were, very, they were very kind to me. They were very nice to me. And so it was not as hard of a role as I thought it would have been. So I will say that. So I did enjoy my time at Shiloh being the first lady there. For for me, Lita, I, it was a blur because I was so petrified. I was scared. I was really scared of messing up. And I used to pray all the time, Lord, if I mess up, please protect the church. Please protect my family. And let me learn the lesson I need to learn from it. 
so I, I remember them, like you said, being strict. I remember them being very traditional. But I remember God gave us really good people yes, he did. to help us uh, and to help us with Brittany. Yeah. Um, to, to, just to make sure that we were okay. And it ended up being a, a, a great experience. But it was a blur for me because it happened so quickly. And then, you know, we were there just under two years. And we go from Shiloh, which we had a good, I think when we went there, our first Bible study at Shiloh, what, six or seven people was in it? It was six people and Brittany, me, and you were three of them. Were three of them. I remember that. And I remember the first service they did. Women. It was Women's Day. I was going to say the first service. Women's Day Day. and Mother's Day combined. It was together. Yeah. Women's Day was on Mother's Day. And was it 20 people in church? Well, it was actually a great crowd because they had great services. Like their afternoon program. Yeah, their program. Sure did. Sure did. But I had to run service. So that was our first service. I had to. You had to ask you to be there. Well, they said that was the role Uh of the first lady. I had to run service. So it was like my very first service. Our said, very first service. Yeah, that was yeah, our yeah, first yeah. Sunday there. And they said, the role of the first lady, you have, you that have was, to do this. You have to do this. <laughs> and so I'm like, but it's our first Sunday. I think the pastor should. They said, no, no, no. It's the role of the first lady. And so I went to Dillard's and like we were not financially prepared or sound. But I'll never forget, I went to Dillard's and I bought a $99 skirt that we really couldn't afford. (laughs) But I really wanted to look nice. And they had red church punch and I spilled some punch and I never was able to wear the skirt again because the stain never came out. We were really broke. Yeah, we were really broke. We were really broke. I remember that. And I had to go buy this $100 skirt. I don't remember the skirt or the punch. Oh, I do, because it was $100 that I couldn't afford. I wouldn't have cared, I don't think. Oh, I cared. (laughs) Yeah, but they said I had to run service, because that's what first ladies do. So, okay, okay. So we we stay there for two years. We have really good success. God blesses us. The church is just about full when we leave. Bible study is about half full. And, and we get called back home to our watch care church, our college church, United. How are you feeling when we go back to United? I think the same nervousness I felt going in Shiloh. I was just as nervous going back to United because it was so big. And um, although the people voted, when we went there, I got a sense of that they voted for mm-hmm. us to come or for you to come. But then when you when we got there, it was like, we really don't want him here. <laughs> That's interesting because they didn't. I, I think, and I don't think it was as much as they didn't want me there as uh, as much as they wanted their pastor back. Um, for those of you all who are watching us, our father in ministry, our pastor was Pastor Roderick C. Pounds, senior iconic pastor in Akron, Ohio. Um, he, he took the church to all kinds of heights 
phenomenal preacher. He could sing really good in terms of personal relationships and interaction and grew the church from a handful of people to pretty much close to a thousand people, Mm -hmm. if not a thousand people in the time that he was there. Um, I think 12 years he was there. And so when he leaves, I don't think they didn't like me as much as they were missing him. Yeah. Now, back then, when I was 26 years old, I thought they didn't like me. But I, after maturing, I understood that they were just missing him. And I think, if, if I recall correctly, in the first six months, we lost 400 people yeah. out of church. But God was kind to us. And in the first year, we took in 600 people. Right. And so from that, I think things started to fall in line. What, what was the greatest challenge for you? being at United Baptist Church, being a young first lady at the largest black Baptist church in town? Um, I just think the one of the biggest challenges was just in our relationship because it required so much there were so many different people and i just think it just it caused the wedge in our relationship you mean with me and you yes or you and i which one is right me and you or you and i you and i okay go ahead i I just think it caused the wedge um because we were everybody was our age (sighs) and so that 2030 and i just think it was so much drama and I just think we're all the same age and, and no one knew how to handle the drama. Do, do you think it's a miracle that we made it? A biblical proportion. <laughs> it's a miracle that we made it. Um, it, it, was, it was rough. Yeah. It was really rough. Um, and, and to, to the point that you made, I, I, I will agree because there's so much going on and everybody's pulling. And, and here's the thing that I want people listening to understand. Nobody taught us how to do it. No. no. Nobody could tell us how to do it. When I mentioned our pastor, our father in ministry, um, I, I think I need to throw this in just so people can know. Uh, He's only seven or eight years older than me, which means he's only six years older than you. So when we are 21 and 23 at church, our pastor is only 29. So he's literally living through the same stuff that we're living through. And so when we come back to pastor now, and I'm 26, um, it's a lot of drama, and it was very difficult because no one taught us how to navigate that drama. And I can honestly say now, I love the worship services we had. I love the Bible study. Uh, we, we had great people, but I did not like pastoring um, at United Baptist Church. It was always overwhelming. And I think we went through... Uh, we went through a season, Lita, of years where we could have got divorced any day. 
Would you agree with that? Sure. We could have just got divorced any day. Uh, it, it was that much tension and it was that difficult. And uh, I know for sure that I was su supremely insensitive back then. I just felt like if I bought you stuff, you should be quiet. So I bought you a whole lot of stuff. And listen, y'all, it was like really nice stuff. She never turned it down. But <laughs> it was really nice stuff. But I just, I kind of threw money and cars and stuff at her and not really gave, give her, not really giving her any attention and just trying to make the church work. And so the church was working for, for young pastors to hear. The church was working, but our relationship was stalling. It was really difficult. And so for any young pastor, first lady, pastor, co-pastor who's watching this, uh, I'm going to tell you, it really is true. Your first ministry has to be at home. I think God honored us because we were really sincere, even though we didn't know what we were, what we were doing. What you think about that? And uh, I would agree. And also, I needed to find myself. Like I, I needed to know that God had plans and purpose for me as well and you know once i began to discover that i think it became easier for you for who for you or for me or for the relationship for the relationship oh so it was your fault no <laughs> not at all <laughs> um i think it's important um that you know women in ministry or women who are married to to preachers or to pastors that you know that we that we understand that God and and I, I do believe there are seasons because I do believe that God created me or purpose for me to be Brittany and Kenny's mom for a season, but then He also created me to do other things mm -hmm. too, because after a while they don't need me. They didn't need me the way they needed me at first. You know, was that started. was that tough on you? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Nope, not at all. You know, they need you, you know, at certain seasons, but then as they grow and mature, <clears throat> they don't need, you know, they don't need mommy as much as they, mm -hmm. as they, you know. And so I, I needed to, I needed to seek the Lord to, so him, so he could let me know, this is where I need you. These are the things I need for you to do. And if, if, if I didn't develop those things, I would have still been um, suffering. What, what, if you could label what you were feeling, was it belonging? Was it depression? Was it, what, what, what would you, what would you label it as that had you suffering when you weren't in touch with who you were supposed to be? It's, I guess I would, I would be insecure. Okay. Um, Okay. A lot of times I, I think I was um, looking for it to come from you, but it, it could not come from, like, everything could not come from, from you. God had some work that I needed to do, that he needed for me to do. And I, and I kept looking, like, like, you know, my husband, I, I needed, like, is he and I? Is mm -hmm. he and I? But... You know, it, it was still you and I, but he still needed me to do some things for the kingdom. 
Now, let me ask this question. Why did you never say that to me back then, that you needed or felt like you needed more from me? Why did you never articulate that or say that? Well, I thought I, I did. I guess maybe you didn't understand. Ah, so you felt like you were saying it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't feel like you were saying it at all. Okay. So well, clearly. You ooh. might need better communication. I needed to work on my communication skills. Understand. Look, look, I'm passing the whole church and my communication skills are in the toilet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Because I don't, I don't remember you saying that to me. Now, I do remember one time when you got mad and you threw all the stuff I bought you somewhere. You was like, I ain't never asked you for none of this stuff. I wanted to be with you. I do remember that, but that was a very heightened expression. And you didn't get it? I got it that day, but it wasn't perpetual. Well, that didn't like strike something in you to it, say. It struck. I mean, she better not, <laughs> she better not break that TV. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't like speak to you? Like, well, yeah. yeah to say but, like, she don't need this stuff. Yeah, but see, that's, that's for a young pastor. That's that, because you got to remember, when I start pastoring, uh, uh, we, we're, and so ladies and gentlemen, you all who are listening, to put this in perspective, we are 26 and 28 years old, respect, respectively. And um, by the time we are 30, it's not an argument. We have the largest Black Baptist church in town. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, so... When I tell you we have two or three hundred people in Bible study every Thursday night, um, we have two services at eight and eleven. They're jam packed. We got a sixty voice choir at one service, a thirty voice choir at another service. We had a choir of preachers. We had so many preachers called preachers in praise. It was twenty and up. So it was just growing. Back then in the nineties, uh, our Average offering was twelve or thirteen thousand dollars a week. Right. Is that about right? right? So we were doing really, really well, right. and it was a glorious distraction to being married. So I, I, I know I didn't do a good job being a husband then uh, because I was focused too much on trying to be a pastor. Um, and I'll even apologize to you for that now again. I know I have in the past, but I'll apologize for that again. I know I didn't do a great job at all. Thank you for sticking it out. Um, but that that was a rough season, and I didn't like it. I I didn't like it. Uh, it, it, it was it was really difficult uh, at United, but God gave us great success. He did. He honored our heart. He kept our family together. Um, doing some really serious and, and 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 traumatic times, and not not just that, but you know, we were there when I lost my mom, yeah. and, and uh, what didn't Grandma Annie and and Aunt Bessie died while we were yeah. at United, so we had very tragic loss in our families as well while we were there trying to trying to maintain everything. So. Uh, it's it's by the grace of God. So you, you get your assignment from God. He talks to you, tells you, 
and you get your identity and you start feeling better about it, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me how you felt when I told you I was going to start the church and I was going to leave you in charge every Sunday when I left. Again, scared to death. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I totally understood. And I, I just felt like it was time because I, you know, you kept expressing your heart. And I knew that it was not what you were expressing. I knew it was not going to get done there. So I, I, I just I just knew that it was time that that was the move. So um, but you know, the the leaving me in charge, um, that was scary because I just didn't know how the people were gonna receive it. And then and I, I knew then it was only a matter of time before we would totally be Once that happened? Yeah, that So like, you felt like we were gonna leave anyway. Yeah, for I sure. like yeah. It was just a matter of time before we would just totally leave United. Because it was like, it was, the work was done. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't want to go further, that work, that work, that season was over, the work was done. We started Christian Revival and Discipleship Center in 2004 in Youngstown, Ohio, with about eight people within five months, it was like a hundred people. And they were asking to have Sunday worship. So we had Sunday worship. And I, to those of you all who are watching, uh, Lita had already started preaching, but I told her I was going to make her my co-pastor at United Baptist Church. And the reason I did that was because she was the only person I could trust in the church to make sure things went the way they were supposed they were supposed to go. Uh, she knew my heart, she knew the ministry, she knew the plan, and I didn't trust anybody else but her, which created another tension because she couldn't come with me to the new church because she was at home uh, at the old church making sure things went right. And it, it, it was something because when I say leave her in charge, I literally mean I would preach eight o'clock. I would preach then the 11 o'clock service. I would preach as hard as I could and get the congregation as far as I could in worship and praise. And I would look at the clock and just put the mic in her hand and walk out the door. And she would have to, <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, I, I would just hand her the mic and walk out the door. But I, but I think that gave you a boldness in worship as well. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, you had to like dribble or shoot what you got. <laughs> like, he's yeah. leaving. I mean, I would walk right out the door and I said, you're going to be all right. And I just gave you the mic and left. And you did, we did that for three years, four years. Cause we didn't resign till the end of 2008. December 31st, 2008. So we did that for four years like that. And the church kept growing. The church kept growing. It kept going well. God blessed us uh, again um, in a mighty way. Um, Now that you feel like you got your bearings underneath you as a woman of God, do you feel like the marriage improved? Okay, but now 
it's like after we left United, I had to do another transition because CRDC had already started. And I never, I never you came. You had never been. Yeah. I had never came to any services. Just like special ones. Like, like I mean, a Christmas I, service. I had maybe only been there like once. Once, yeah. Or, like, yeah. So those, there was a group of people that even know, didn't know I existed. They knew you existed. By name, they they, <laughs> they didn't see me. Like literally, I never because I was never able. You was to never come. able to come to church. That's true. That's true. So now, once we leave United, I have to go to a whole new group of people, to a whole new ministry that you don't know, and they don't know you. I don't know, and they don't know me. How did they receive you? Now they received me with open arms, mm. but like for me, it's like here I go again. I got to go into a whole new setting. Mm-hmm. And they've been having church for years, and I and I really did feel like here I am, the outsider, that uh, I have to go in to you know. And they've already been having church, like don't mess up our church because we've already been down here having church. Did, now, did they treat you like that, or that's how you? No, felt? that's how I felt. Okay. Like okay. we've already been having church. Now here she come, and we got to make a space for her. How, how how did you navigate that? Well. I just wanted to come in and like, like, I didn't want to come and disrupt anything, but like they, they really, like they welcomed me almost like mm. this spot has been here for you. You just go into your good, spot. Really good people. Right. Um, um, how long was it from when you came? Wait, so go back to the question. Did you come into yourself and understanding your call and all that? Did that improve the marriage in your estimation? I think so. Okay. Okay. I would agree. I'm trying to think back. You know, I I got a short memory. See, I don't, I don't, I, I remember the blur when it was really tough for those years in the middle. But it's kind of like, and I, I don't mean any disrespect. But it's kind of like once we got away from United, things really smoothed out. It, it just, it really got easier for some reason. Well, I mean, we got older, we matured more. Yeah, and- yeah. I'm sure all of that's a part of it. Because if we leave in, two, in, 2000, in 2004, when I start the church, I'm 38. By the time you come full time and it's 2008, um, I'm 42. So, yeah, we are a long way from being 26 and 28 at that point. And so it works. So what what did you. What did you like about CRDC, the Christian Revival and Discipleship Center, also known as Christ Center Church? What did you like about it? Was it a fresh experience, a better experience? What did you. Um. I think like the people just seemed really genuine. Mm. Like they were just like a a real kind hearted, genuine, like no airs. If they're mm. gonna be however they are, like that's like they're gonna show you who like I'm not mm. gonna put on any airs. This is just who I am. And they still like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna try to front like I'm somebody I'm not. Mm. This is just who I am. Mm-hmm. So now, though, you have moved from being a first lady to being a co-pastor 
And now I get elevated to the office of bishop and I make you the senior pastor. What was that like for you? That's a lot of transition. Yeah. Every transition I make, you go through one as well. Yeah. Could you be still? I think I'm done now. I'm old. <laughs> uh, well, t- to me, it's a um, it's a lot of responsibility. Like it 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 makes me have to make decisions that I would rather not have to make. Like for me, I could just ride in the seat. Mm-hmm. Like you could the other seat. Like you could just ride along for the ride. You but, could, but when when it keeps switching. I have to like really start making, like, make decisions, and I would, you know, I don't really like that part. I just wanna, I just wanna get along to get along. Do you think I, I, do I get in your way with the decision making? No. Okay. Good. Good. So you feel like because of that position, you just have to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I would rather not. I just, you know, I just wanna chill out, ride along, be alone. You know. Do you enjoy it? No. (laughs) <laughs> you don't enjoy being a senior pastor. I mean, I thought like someone making the making. The no, thing. just being a senior pastor. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's just people listening. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is. I because love it. Sometimes, I love it. I mean, because because you work with people, <clears throat> people are just people. Yeah. Sometimes it's enjoyable, and then sometimes it's like, really? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, you did that? You said that? You did that? So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give, in the last few minutes, I want you to give first ladies, co-pastors, senior pastors. You have a wealth of experience. Because here's what people... We, we've been together since 1984. So this year we have been together 40 years. So you've seen every stage of the ministry. <clears throat> and, and for the most part, I've always tried to make sure you are included in the ministry. What advice, what counsel would you give the first lady? The wife, the first lady, the co-pastor, the pastor. What 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 advice would you give them? You, I want For you to the have wife, the last word. Um, you definitely have to have a prayer life. Like you 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 you, you if you don't have anything else, you really 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 need a prayer life. I definitely would. Um, a prayer life, a steady life. Um, you have to have your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You definitely need that. Um, you have to have great communication skills with your husband. You have to be able to communicate and talk with, and even when you're talking and communicating and they may not understand, that's why you need to have that relationship with the Lord. Because when you talk and they don't get a lot of times prayer is the thing that can change things or change you so that you can deal with or accept some of the things that are going on. <clears throat> you don't need a bunch of girlfriends. 
You don't need a bunch of people uh, hanging around you. That's the last thing you need. Wow. Why do you say that? Because they, they're not going to help. They can, they can hurt. You don't need all of that. You don't need a bunch of groupies. You don't need a bunch of armor bears. You don't need, you don't need a whole bunch of that. I, I've, I've never had a bunch of rah-rah no. uh, girls with me. You don't, you don't need all of that. It's more than, you just, you don't need all of that. You don't need a bunch of big hats. You don't need a bunch of fancy clothes. You don't need, you don't need none of that. You better have your good relationship with the Lord and have a great relationship with your husband. Um, don't allow people to say what you should do and what you shouldn't do. You define you. Mm-hmm. So, what about pastoring? Um, as far as pastoring, know your role. I was your co-pastor. Now I'm the senior pastor, but you're the bishop. So I know my role. I don't want to. I'm not in charge of of the of the church. I'm up under you, and and I know that is my role. Now, if you give me something to be in charge of, I will do that. But you have to know your role. Um, if you're not in charge, don't try to be in charge. So you have to know your role. And you can give your suggestions, but if you don't go with them, I don't go and pout. And you know, it ain't gonna work because he didn't follow. My suggestion, <laughs> you know, like I said, know God, have a relationship. I followed you, all your suggestions. You don't. You don't think so? No. <clears throat> I feel like I do. No, you, you do not. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool because I don't, I don't get the vision. You get the vision. So you know, that's. Do you feel like if I don't follow, you don't feel devalued? Not at all. Okay. All right. But I do say, you know it ain't gonna work. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That's a joke. I say until you do right by me. <laughs> oh Lord, that's a joke. That's why my feet hurt and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I, I I think you have you have done a wonderful job navigating this with me. I, I wouldn't take anything from you. Uh, you have done a wonderful job, and I'm not just saying that because we all here. I've told you that before. Yeah. yeah, but but you really have. For us to not have a template uh, to keep home together, to really make sure the kids were cool. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know it, she runs the house. She pays all the bills and all of that. Um, she's just done a phenomenal job, and has made it really easy for me to do to do the church and even when it when it was when it was strenuous for us she never did a lot of complaining about my work uh, about the church about ministry you always made it easy uh to do ministry and i I appreciate you for that and and i thank god for you because i don't know if if a lot of people could do in fact i'm certain they couldn't uh and deal with uh what you've dealt with and overcome and matured from and helped me through. Um, so I just, I appreciate you. I think you've done a spectacular, spectacular job. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's this uh, version of the Good Time podcast. We just wanted to let you hear us talk a little bit about ministry as a couple. God bless you all. 
and we will see you next time. Thank you, Lita, for coming on.